0: Hello, you're listening to Wine Blast with me, Susie Barry, and my husband and fellow master of wine, Peter Richards. So welcome. Uh, And in this episode, we're not only going to take you on a trip in terms of geography, we're also going to be travelling back in time. There
1: we go, time travel. I knew we'd get there in the end. You know, all this this wine guff is really just a cover for our top secret research into into quantum physics, you know. (laughs) and watching Back to the Future on repeat, you know, <laughs> well, it we've got different roles here. Mm, uh, but mm. no, this, is, this is a really exciting episode. I can't wait to get started.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so leaving quantum <laughs> physics aside, uh, in this episode episode, we're going to travel to the remote reaches of southwest France, mm. a land of wine that time forgot. Mm. Uh, in particular, we're heading to the regions of Gascony and Saint-Mont, where one particularly ancient vineyard was planted before Phylloxera in the 19th century, and which has been found to contain several wine grape varieties that are unknown to modern science.
1: Unknown. Unknown. Unknown, as in, as in alien be. We're going into X Files territory here. I'm loving that where this is going. <laughs>
0: Alien vines. I'm <laughs> seeing it now. I'm not sure that's quite what we're talking about here. Um, more true. a case, I would say, of peering back into the depths of vine history, mm. uh, because we're going to be exploring how these ancient grape varieties are being. Rescued from the brink of oblivion, all with the aim of helping the wine world fight back against climate change. Is it sounding Hollywood enough for you yet?
1: It's, it really is, and it's really working for me. <laughs> to, I mean, maybe, maybe just thinking about it. Maybe it's more Frollywood <laughs> than Hollywood. Then the as opposed to Bollywood. Hollywood, you know, Frolly. Bollywood, uh, Maybe no, <laughs> anyway, it that just a anyway, particularly lame... th-
0: The good news is, beyond the <laughs> um this is also helping socially and in terms of sustainability more widely. Mm. So it's all part of a really fascinating story. And this story is focused around the Plément Cooperative, uh, Mm. one of the biggest such producers in France, and certainly one of... if not the most forward-thinking, innovative and dynamic co-ops in the country. Uh, And Plain is working to preserve and promote the historic diversity of grape varieties in a part of the country which they themselves admit made some of, and I quote, the worst wine in France 40 years ago. (laughs) That's
1: quite. That's quite something to hold your hands up to, isn't it? At, at least they're admitting it. No, no, exactly. It's fair enough. I can't I really like that. They're very so, honest. Very honest. And you know what I'm seeing here, if we're framing it in the Hollywood, Hollywood sort of context, it's it's a sort of plucky fight back sort of story. Mm. You know, mm. I love those stories. But you know, my, my problem with them is is they rarely involve enough wine.
0: Oh, uh, this one will. So I think we're going to because solve of both blockbuster those. Blockbuster with booze. <laughs> it's, 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 anyway, um, here's a small good. taster of what's to come.
2: Southwest France is around 10% of the the French production in wine, but it's nearly 40 to 45% of the biodiversity in in grapes. We had this incredible potential in diversity. The the region was nearly dead. Uh, Right now, we are alive. The potential of Gascony is really very special, maybe one of the regions of of the future.
0: So, lots to explore. Mm. Now, that was Olivier Baudepest from. Playmont, and we'll be hearing more from him in due course. Uh, we'll also be tasting a fair few intriguing wines that help tell the story. Mm. Uh, and we should say from the outset, many thanks to the AOC Saint-Mont for sponsoring this podcast and allowing us to turn our attention to such an intriguing tale.
1: Indeed. Um so I think we probably need to, to sort of set the scene a bit, don't we? To start. Yeah. You know, yeah. Where, yeah. Are we, where are what we? What are we talking yeah. about? Yeah, um, sure. Okay,
0: so so we, we're in southwest France, we're mm. between Bordeaux. And the Pyrenees Mountains inland from the Atlantic Ocean. In terms of landscape, we're talking verdant, rolling hills and fields, and there's a fair bit of rain here too. They play rugby. They occasionally wear berets, a bit of a link with the Basque country over in the Pyrenees. And they love their food. You know, duck and foie gras are two very famous local products. I'm
1: just just wondering if these three things go together. You know, I'm not sure (laughs) they necessarily do. do. But maybe one thing that that links them is, is the love of wine. Love of wine. You know, I think particularly... Drinking wine and beret-wearing. I wonder if those two go (laughs) hand-in-hand. And rugby I'm not sure about rugby play. Bit more tricky. Afterwards. But, you know, um, anyway, the the local wine-growing culture dates back centuries in this part of the world, at least as far back as the Romans, um, then developed by religious communities and and monasteries, partly to serve the tide of pilgrims uh, on the Camino de Santiago pilgrimage route, which uh, passes through here into northern Spain, of course.
0: Yeah, but that was a while ago. And, And as pilgrimage highways faded in importance, this area fell off the beaten track, and um, it mm. was also given the cold shoulder by Bordeaux, um, which was the the dominant regional commercial hub and port. Mm. You know, the Bordeaux merchants wanted to prioritise their own wine rather than the wines from up country, as they saw mm. them. Uh, so they so they restricted access for other regions to the port.
1: Yeah, and all this meant. Mean. That- these areas in southwest France retained a, a traditional culture. You know, they didn't race to modernise. They kept a fabric of small holdings, often polycultures, producing everything from livestock to fruit and veg and wines. Um, this process inadvertently ensured the, the retention of local wine grapes, so it's estimated that there are 300 different grape varieties in this part of the world, of which 120 are indigenous.
0: Oh, can you even name that many grape varieties? <laughs>
1: exactly. I mean, I couldn't. No.
0: Yeah, it is. It's quite 120 it really indigenous. Is. When I mean, you it's, actually it's such think a about that. Yeah. You
1: know, I get stuck after Chardonnay. You <laughs> well, know, that's because that's... you drink too much. <laughs> I Get stuck in more ways than one. This is very true. But anyway, let's move on. Now, this is also the land of of Armagnac, the famous French brandy. Um, But there came a time in the 1970s when, you know, as delightfully rural and bucolic as life in this part of the world was, local producers were facing ruin. Prices for grapes and wine were rock bottom, partly because the wines were pretty dodgy back then, Mm. exactly, as you've said. Um, So things were looking pretty grim.
0: They were. But then along came André Dubosc, a third generation wine grower. Now, he saw the scale of the problem and he encouraged local growers to choose a side. Mm. So we are looking a bit more rugby now, aren't we? Um, (laughs) Scrum down. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, those two sides were Armagnac or wine, but not both. He then helped set up the Plément Union of Cooperatives in 1979, a a cooperative being a winery sort of jointly owned by shareholding farmers or or grape growers who who come together and pool resources to make and and to sell their wine. And Monsieur Dubosc encouraged not only pride in the local grapes and Mm. wines, but also Galvanised the local producers to be ambitious and you know open-minded.
1: So Plémont has about eight hundred winemaking families. It's not bad. That is it. It's a lot. <laughs> and isn't its it? collective vineyard covers around five thousand three hundred hectares. So yeah. this is big. This big, is big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It produces wine from all over the region, but its heartland is the AOC, the appellation Saint Mont. Uh, M-O-N-T, uh, which lies within the broader Côte de Gascoigne area, and is a kind of extension of the Madiran appellation. Uh, in terms of geography, we're talking north of Pau and directly west of Toulouse uh, in the foothills of the Pyrenees.
0: Yeah, so here the the specialities in terms of, of wines are fresh whites and sturdy, kind of punchy
1: reds. <laughs> yeah, we've got some of these right here in front of us, mm, have we? They're positively winking at us. <laughs> hold, so your horses, hold your horses,
0: hold your horses. Now, before we come on to the wines, now, so we've, we've painted a picture of, of this region, mm. but I do think we should hear it from the horse's mouth, as yeah. it were. So, Olivier Baudépès is a trained winemaker and CEO of Plymont uh, He's a man who wears a beret very well, I would now, say. that's
1: true.
2: It's
0: worth a Google, isn't know, we'll it? Take some um, lessons we'll, from him. We might put a couple of pictures on our site. Um, anyway, I asked him to give us a brief overview of the region.
2: Many, many people do know about south of France, but there is a, a small part of south of France, which is the foothills of the Pyrenees, where the influence, the cl- climatic influence of the Atlantic Ocean and of the Pyrenees make this region really rainy, uh, really fresh, uh, with a climate totally uh, different uh, with the other parts of of south of France. That makes this particular um, viticulture with traditional grapes coming from that zone, uh, original ones. Uh, The main part, 90-95% of the wine growers here are using only grapes born in the in that region. Uh, and this is the big particularity because of the climate, because of the choices of the wine the growers here in the regions, uh, we did that job, which is really unique, uh, maybe in France. Uh, different kind of grapes to explain this ter- from the wonderful terroir
0: and just before we talk about the the grapes, w- what about the food and the the culture in the region?
2: yeah cur- culture maybe Southwest is a bit more known for this because uh, you know uh, well I think it's uh, it's a region where living there is a is a privilege, you know uh, uh, maybe a region a bit away from the beaten tracks, you know that make um, maybe in Gascony, much more than in other regions, the ability to, to live in a quiet moment with the families, with the, the, the friends, it's a really particular region for, for that. And then uh, the quality of the food, uh, the quality of the wines is really uh, very well known. And uh, maybe Gascony is much more known for the duck, for uh, I don't know for the cheeses, uh, for the for the Pyrenees, and many many things for the black pig, a very wonderful black pig uh, in the region. So uh, yeah, the, the the quality, the living quality is is, is really unique. Uh, mm.
0: And why would you say history is important in this part of the wine world?
2: Yeah, again, history, the main, maybe the main part is, uh, again, in, in history being close to the, to the Spanish countries, uh, being uh, close to the Pyrenees, far away from everything, you know, I, I would say uh, there is no motorway in our region, for example, uh, now. <laughs> it's um, that made a specific way of thinking uh, the, the way of living, uh, they the People were there. Uh, polyculture was the tradition there. Uh, they were eating what they were producing. So uh, they didn't make the choices uh, made everywhere else in the, in the world. They, they, they did our, their own life, a way of, of seeing life, and their own shoes uh, on making their products for food or for wine, for example. No, motorway. Uh, It sounds both idyllic
1: and and a bit slow. (laughs) Frustrating. (laughs) But, you know, I love the emphasis on food and wine and and living well. Yeah, yeah, and you notice, you know,
0: Olivier talks about the mentality and choices people make, including retaining their local grapes.
1: Yeah, so this is where it gets really interesting, doesn't it? And you definitely asked him a bit more about that, didn't
0: you? Yeah, I did. I did. So here's what he said when I asked him to tell me a bit more about these magical
2: grapes. Southwest France is around 10% of the, the the production the French production in wine, but it's nearly 40 to 45 percent of the biodiversity in, in, uh, in grapes. Uh, we had this incredible potential in diversity with the traditional grapes coming from the foothills of the Pyrenees. A lot of region lost their traditions. Uh, but here in the Southwest, we, we kept the, those traditions and we are still um, uh, working with our own grapes. Each appellation in the, in the region is using own, its own grapes. That makes maybe a bit, sometimes a bit complexity, I would say, uh, for sure. But the potential, uh, the, the, the huge diversity we have to face, the willing of the, the society to, to have different kinds of wines, the, the ability to, to adapt to the climatic changes uh, is huge when you have those tools. Uh, th- those grapes are the tools able to answer the big, big challenges we have to face. I
0: and mean, you work with some really historic grape varieties, don't you? So, so can you tell us a- about those? Which are the most historic? What do they taste like? How easy are they to work with?
2: In in Plémont, uh, in in my company, we we have, in my co-op, we have the the most important uh, conservatory, uh, uh, private conservatory in France. Uh, We have, in Plémont, 39 disappeared grapes, uh, completely disappeared. Uh, And they they, they were disappeared because the the willing of the wine growers one century, two centuries, or, or five centuries ago was to stop with them. Because they they were not adapt to the willing of the of the moment, you know. In terms but of right flavor, now,
0: is, is that in terms of flavor or in terms of their productive productivity or
2: what what was it that that? You know, uh, for example, Susie, I, I don't know if you taste the, the, the Moncassin Noir, for example, uh, the, the the wine Moncassin Noir. The the, the Noir is a, a grape really close to Tanat. but the, the ability of Moncassin Noir to produce sugar is much uh, lower than Tanat, for example. So this, when the, the the climate was so fresh, it it was so difficult two centuries ago uh, to get the perfect maturity, uh, to get the level of alcohol they, they were uh, focused on uh, in this moment. They stopped with mansanois and they 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 went. Uh, everyone went to the to the Tanat uh, with at least two to three degrees more. Uh, in, in potential in uh, alcohol potential, uh, right now if the situation is changing a little bit with the climatic changes, with the the the, the, the willing of the society and the, the, our customers, maybe uh, saint Noir is a big answer, natural answer present on the territory, uh, really close, root and linked to the to this territory, but able to answer uh, what people are waiting uh, right now. Yeah? They want more freshness, they want less alcohol, they want more drinkability, maybe in the wines. They are not always able to wait for 10 years in a bottle to, to, to have the perfect wine. So Monsignor is really one of the answers for, for the future. It's an example. We, we have many of them. Maybe we had a very late grape that wasn't it was impossible to get the maturity, the tannic maturity, the phenolic maturity in those in those grapes because they they, they were picked, I don't know again two centuries ago, uh, end of uh, November or middle of November. it was impossible to wait <laughs> that time. Mm-hmm. so they stopped with that grape, but maybe again, with the evolution of the temperature, this grape right now is able to be picked at middle of October or beginning of October, which is huge for us to, to have this kind of uh, possibilities, you know.
0: And do you have um, yourself a kind of a, a favorite one of the of the revived grapes um, I, or, know, or one with all, a particular all story? Are, <laughs> uh,
2: all of them uh, are my sons, you know, it's impossible to choose. But uh, yeah, I will tell you, I, I have maybe, uh, well, mont noir uh, is one, Tardif, uh, Tardif in, in, in French means late you can imagine that the wine uh three or four centuries ago that gave this name to this grape, I, I'm not sure he, he, he was in love with it. <laughs> it was late. <laughs> Tardif was not good for, for him. So, but maybe, you know, it's maybe a privilege to have a very late grape uh, in those moments uh, able to to have a long log, uh, slow maturity in the in, with the yeah the, the ambition of the the wine growers right now. So yeah, tardif is incredible. It's uh, it's uh, driven by a an aromatic expression, very spicy, uh, given by a molecule that the name of this that molecule is Rotundon. It's uh, black pepper, green pepper. Uh, the complexity is huge. It's so. Yeah, easy to drink. You, 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 really, uh, aromatically, maybe it's my favorite. Uh, Tardif is really something incredible. And then I have my, you know, it's a, a, we have sounds that are not so easy. You know, You're, you, a sound that is not perfect uh, by itself. But maybe when you use it in, in a blend, uh, it can bring something very incredible. But I would think about Arufiak, which is... a. Maybe a tannic, a bit of white grape, by itself. Maybe it's not wonderful, but uh, you know the drinkability, the 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 the, the yeah, small bitterness it gives to the end of the of a mouth ma- in, in the mouth when you have too much sun, when when the mouth is a bit fat. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's wonderful to 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 think about that kind of grapes to help the blends.
1: So I'm still trying to get my head around the fact that they have a conservatory with 39 grapes that previously had disappeared off the landscape into viticultural nirvana, but uh, which now they've rescued and are bringing sort of back from oblivion.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so this is a big part of of what they're doing, you know, Mm. hugely valuable work not just historical and cultural value but also this is something that's proving incredibly useful in the in the fight against climate Mm, change mm. you know as Olivier said varieties that were too late ripening in the past are now coming into their own because growers want less sugar Mm, and ripeness mm, in their grapes mm. because otherwise alcohol levels are too high uh, in this ever warming climate yeah and it's not
1: just about heat is it but you know coping with other things too like drought or Frost or hail or, or sure. rot or other kinds of pests and diseases which are, are coming into play because climate change is shifting the goalposts in terms of local conditions for, for all those things. Yeah, as well. I mean,
0: and I who knows what more resources we'll need in the future to mm. perhaps even adapt mm. further. Mm. Um, anyway, let's go from theory to practical, shall we? Um, because Olivier talked about a couple of grape varieties and wines. Which we've got here to taste.
1: Now you're talking my language. Now that's we're calling it a practical these days. I mean, fantastic. <laughs> it's okay, practical. whatever, whatever we're calling it. Um, first up, we've got a couple of uh, cheeky mm. white blends featuring the Arufiac grape that Olivier mentioned as giving a sort of that lovely, pleasant, gentle. Bitterness to a wine. I often think when you talk about bitterness, it sounds bad, doesn't it? But actually, in wine, it can just a little bit can be good, yeah, can't j- it? But
0: just like that that sort of pithy, you know, zestiness. Yeah, almost. just brings nice. the wine, it grounds the yes. wine, yeah, good, especially a white wine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One. So, anyway, the first one is the uh, Plain mont Grande Cuvée Tradition 2020. So, a blend of Gros Petit Corbu, and Arufiac, as you said. It's about £9.50 mm. at Tesco, and it's it's gorgeous. Yeah, isn't it?
0: I mean, it, it just does
1: that mm. classic
0: trick of the of the best
1: Southwest French
0: whites. You know, it mm. manages to be fresh, really fresh mm. and, and cleansing and juicy, but it's also complex and and mm. quite broad. You know, it's got flavours of there's some honey there, some stone fruit, a bit of red apple, dried mm. herbs. Yeah. I think so much wine for your money. Um, you know, I re- I actually remember pairing wines like this on Saturday Kitchen, and they were a gift in terms of food and wine matching because they just went with everything. Um, so um, amazing, amazing value too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not your average supermarket white, is it? You know, maybe a good alternative to. Alberino or or Pinot Grigio, whatever you sort of tend to drink, or or Chablis or Sancerre even?
0: I think definitely Chablis, yeah. Okay, good alternative there. But anyway,
1: um, we've got another one here. It's the Plément Saint-Mont Vigne Retrouvé. 2021. Uh, it's the same blend, it's Gros Saint, Petit Corbu Arufiac, £9.50, same sort of price at the Wine Society this time. And it tastes sort of like a younger, slightly greener mm. version of the Grand Cuvée, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean
0: it's nice, it, it, it's mm. zesty, um, and as you say, that slightly younger taste, crisper taste with a touch of, of white pepper mm. on the finish. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, thumbs up to white blend starring Arufiac.
1: Yeah, Who I, I just, I think generally the whites in this part of the world are, are really exciting. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. You know, always yeah. interesting, great great a me one so Different. now we've got a couple of reds uh first up is the Monseigne Noir uh, Planet Cepage 2022 two, Côte de Gascoigne IGP it's about 11 pounds at the wine society so, again so not expensive um as Olivia said it's quite low alcohol it's 11.9 percent um you look at it it's really dark in color but it's really kind of upbeat and sprightly in taste isn't it sort of mm. aromatic and very tangy and lively on the parrot it's sort of just a lovely, bright, refreshing yeah, style t- of
0: totally, red. T- I mean, I, I I really like this. Mm. You know, as you said, very dark, meaty. Mm. Got some floral notes, but some nice chalky tannin. Yeah. Um, I love the fact it's lower alcohol, um, because it, you. It doesn't lack on character because it's lower alcohol, which is quite yes, rare. You know, you've got character, you've got flavour. Yes, it, it um, can happen, can't it? If yeah, you get lower it can. alcohol, it can
1: just be lean and, and boring.
0: Absolutely. And this is not at all. And it's lovely and refreshing with food. You know, it, it, it's lift, uplifting. Mm, so you've mm. got maybe a plate of cold meat mm, or, or, yes. or maybe, you know, I don't know, spag bol or something. Absolutely. Just something simple. And
1: also, I think it's a style that's really quite fun and a little bit, I don't know, a, a bit quirky maybe. I think, yeah, I think there's a lot they can do with this kind of style of winemaking, making styles that are just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the reds, I think it's it's really, really good. Anyway, uh, now we've got a wine from the, uh, the famous or perhaps infamous Tardif variety, <laughs> yeah. as Olivia was talking about, mm-hmm. uh, which apparently does not exist in the record books, by the way. I did check. I bet you did. I did check and I couldn't find any reference. Oh,
0: um, well, so, maybe it l- does, not exist.
1: does uh, but not Tardif. Mm. Uh, so, we literally are tasting the unknown here. <laughs> uh, that point the is made, made pretty clear. By the picture of the dodo on the label, which is really, it's quite a nice touch. This is actually a Van de France because, again, I think it's sort of experimental one, but it's nice. But, you know, this and it's called the genre du être tardif 2021.
0: Yeah, it's pretty punchy, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm not sure it's my favourite. It's pretty full on in terms of tannins. Mm. Uh, You've got a lot of black fruit intensity, but it's also quite rustic. Um, It it, it did go okay with a pulled pork chilli that we Mm. made, but... um, I think it's a work in progress. You know, it's got potential, um, but yeah. I'd still go with the Montaigne Noir at the moment.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, they might, they might tinker with how they make it and whatnot, mm. but anyway, you know, um, I, I definitely, uh, I'd stick with the Montaigne Noir or, or the whites, actually. Definitely. Um, yeah. uh, again, all made with local varieties, something a bit different. And I, yeah, I do think the Tardif is is a project they're still working on, rather than a big commercial release for now. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk a bit more about Tardif and ancient pre Phylloxera vineyards in a bit, together with more tasting. And how all of this is shaping a unique future for Saint-Mont and Southwest France. To recap, so far, Southwest France is not only full of hearty food and beautiful Pyrenean landscapes, it's also a treasure trove of ancient grape varieties which are now being repurposed in the fight against climate change. So, we might be hearing a little bit more about grapes like. Aroufiac and Mont-Saint-Noir and Tardif in the future. Indeed. Um,
0: Now, (laughs) as far as I understand it, Tardif, whether it exists or not, was actually (laughs) one of the unknown varieties that was discovered in a vineyard in Saint-Mont that's over 200 years old and which has managed to survive everything from Phylloxera to the relentless march of modernity. Um, So I wanted to ask Olivier about these ancient vineyards. Mm. Uh, Two in particular stand out. One is a national monument in a place called Saragashi, owned by the Pede Benad family, uh, which was planted in the early 1800s, mm-hmm. uh, where they found these lost varieties. And um, that one doesn't make a bottled commercial wine. Mm-hmm. But then there's another one which they do make a wine from, uh, which we tried uh, and which we will come on to after this.
2: So in, in Saint-Mont, in saint Appellation, which, which is the, maybe the first main appellation in the uh, plei Mon zone and one of the most uh, famous appellation in the foothills of, uh, of the Pyrenees, uh, we have two different prephylaxoic vineyards. The one you, you were talking about uh, is, uh, was planted under Napoleon I, uh, very beginning of the, the, the 19th century. It is more than 200 years old right now. And uh, the last thing of that incredible plot is that it's a very small one and you have 21 uh, different grapes. All of them are disappeared. Uh, We don't know. uh, Sometimes we don't know even their name. Uh, And seven of them, we don't know anything about them. And some of them are so ancient that they they are female. They are not hermaphrodite grapes they don't have on the same plant the male and the female um, flower so uh, it's very uh, protected uh, it's, it's it's an incredible plot really uh,
0: and it's still producing uh, in it's still producing enough yield to make wine from
2: wine in experimentation not a, not a bottle i would say uh, in that plot because we you have two three four plants of each different uh, grape. So it's difficult, you know, to, but we are uh, experimenting a lot. We are trying to understand why this plot resisted to phylloxera, why this plot resisted with the, you know, the average production uh, we have. It's incredible. Why this plot was, um, gave us this uh, incredible diversity, it's, it's, it's a unique, unique, and it's unique in France. It is the only one uh, recognized as a monument, histori- historical monument in France huh? uh, right now. Huh? Uh, it was uh, recognized in the year 2011 and it is still the, the only one. And there is another one, maybe you tasted uh, again the, the wine. There is a youngest, <laughs> the youngest, the youngest pre one in, in Saint-Mont it's a, a, a plot planted in the year 1871 so not so not so young oh, to so be young. honest but uh, so um, no rootstock at all planted on tanat only tanat and in that plot alpha nectar we are producing a wine and it's a bit you know the 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 the, the, the roof of our um, yeah production it's really something incredible to to see uh, the potential of the wines uh, when you're Working with this material, uh, sele- no selection uh, at all. The diversity inside the plot is unique, so that gives a, a complexity to the wine that is really huge.
0: And that's your top wine, you'd say?
2: Yeah, it is. It is. Well, you know, at the end, I, I am in love with that uh, cuvee. I, I don't know if I am right, but you, you have to, when you are facing this, uh, you are facing the, the work of six, seven, eight generations of wine growers uh, maybe more 7 to 8 that kept this potential Uh, they didn't sell any wine for more than one century it was only for their own consumption Uh, they were protecting this they are giving that plot and that unique plot to their sons and the son worked uh, with it during 30-40 years and it gave this to to his his own son of, or daughter, and uh, without earning any money, only by conviction, by uh, they were linked to this uh, this small garden, you know. And I arrived ten years ago, and I saw this. It was um, yeah, fifteen years ago now, and I saw this history, this potential, this willing of generations and generation, and you are when you are facing the wine. It's really a privilege, uh, something very, very special uh, to to, to it, yeah, to walk is, this yeah. plot for me is unique. And I am pretty sure that if you have, are lucky enough to, to have the wine in front of you, it's an emotion emotion that is very specific.
1: Well, we can talk about that emotion now because we have this amazing one-off wine in front of us in our glasses. Uh, but before we come on to that, um, it is quite some thought, isn't it? Um, you know, tasting the fruit of vines that are over a hundred and fifty years old—the the sort of work—it's not really work; it's more passion. It's more sort of just a treasure of generations. I know what he means. You know, it sort of sends a, a shiver down your spine, mm, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, but but just just a. To- Shift focus for a moment um, to the other, the older vineyard he talked about, the one planted in the early 1800s. Um, So as Olivier said, they have seven vine varieties there that they just can't identify. Mm. Uh, And as he said, some are female, not hermaphrodite. So just putting that into context, you know, all modern winemaking vines are hermaphrodite because it means they produce fruit more reliably and abundantly. Mm. Uh, You don't have to fertilise the flowers for them to become Baby grapes. Yeah,
1: that's almost a glimpse of sort of pre-history. Uh, of humanity as well as for winemaking, isn't it? You're almost going back to, to the Near Eastern Caucasus region and seeing these sort of early civilizations bringing wild vines out of the forest where they would have been growing up the trees and then mm. domesticating them, planting them out. And, of course, they would be choosing the hermaphrodite vines because those ones gave the best yields. Mm. So it's a sort of crazy thought we're peering into this prehistory sort of here. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah and, I'll,
0: and although, as Olivier said, they're not making wine from that, oldest plot Mm. because it's too small they are doing lots of research Mm. and that's something they really focus on there you know doing the research studying these ancient vines to see what we can learn Mm. how they can make you know help make modern wine knowledge and and what they're doing with the wines today you know more progressive yeah yeah
1: and and talking of wine today back to our glasses oh here we go Let's let's taste. (laughs) We've got the very special Vigne Mm. Préfiloxerique Saint-Mont 2021. Mm. Uh, It's from this ancient Préfiloxer vineyard planted in 1871 in Saint-Mont that Olivia described. It's it's 0.48 hectares, just under half a hectare of ungrafted Tannat. There are a few other bits and bobs in there, but uh, I think they don't use them in this wine. Uh, It's a beautiful bottle. What do we make of the wine?
0: Well. It is. It is very special, isn't it? Uh, there's a, I don't, it feels like there's almost a universe in this wine. Um, you can you can kind of almost taste yeah. the history. Um, yeah. It's like a time machine in itself, isn't it? <laughs> but you know, nuts and bolts. It's got a beautiful fragrance. Lots of dark mm. fruit with floral and herbal mm. hints. And um, very southern French. Um, but you get this very fine textured, um, quite quite sort of linear palate profile. Mm. Very pure with yeah. juicy dark fruit um, acidity, and then some chalk. Tannin, a little bit of spice. I mean, it's quite—it's quite upright and sturdy, but also very layered and complex. You know, there's just tons going on. Not for the faint-hearted.
1: Sort of puts hairs in your chest, doesn't it? In, in, <laughs> in a, a good way. In a good way. A good it's way. way. It's really a good, good way. way. And yeah, you, you kind of yeah, I, I, I like your description. It sort of captures the essence of red wines from the region, doesn't it? It really does. Um, there's a real sort of intensity there, a sort of uncompromising energy and vigor. It's—it's it's bold. I think that's a word I'd, I'd associate with a lot of the reds from here touch of rusticity yes i'd say it's really quite young intense isn't it um it is
0: but it drinks well doesn't it it
1: drinks really well and i think mm. that it's that fresh fruit ironically in it actually that's helping it drink really well it helps it balance out the tannin and the acidity um, and I think actually I would recommend drinking this wine even though it's very pretty intense relatively young to, to yeah. retain so you get that fresh fruit in there yeah, yeah. Um, don't stick it away for ages I mean, you, you called it uh, upright or something like that didn't you and I, I think that's a good description it's quite an intellectual style it sort of makes you think doesn't it you get the finesse as well as the power and, and definitely another one for food mm, oh, um, Yeah,
0: definitely I mean I <laughs> was thinking, thinking, thinking about this and I reckon that duck shepherd's pie we made a few episodes back in our uh-huh. southern French feast program Yes. would be really good with this. Yes. Um, so that's quite a special wine. But I also wanted to ask Olivier about other aspects of what Playmont does, and um, things like the cheaper end of the spectrum, Cote mm. Gascoigne whites, the bread and butter stuff, if you like. Um, so here's what he had to say about good value Gascony wines, among other things.
2: Well, the price for originality, uh, I would say, is because that region was not so... Recognize it was nearly dead 40 years ago, to be honest. Uh, this region, um, you know, was was living with maybe alcohol production mainly, mainly more Armagnac production. And when Armagnac production has its own difficulty 50, 60, 70 years ago, yeah, the, the region was nearly dead. Uh, right now, we are alive, uh, proud to, to be able to. To present those incredible products, uh, yeah, the potential of Gascony is really very really special. And at the end, maybe the, the climatic evolution is coming to us. Uh, we were too fresh, uh, one hundred years ago, uh, fifty years ago, to to have the good balance, the the good, the good, um, yeah, potential uh, to to be recognized as a top top region in the world uh, for, for wine production. But more and more, uh, those regions are are maybe one of the regions of of the future. So, yeah, I'm proud to be still uh, being um, a a wonderful uh, price and uh, originality and price uh, value. And I'm pretty sure that more and more people are looking for our wines, uh, looking for that kind of experience. When you you are drinking, I don't know, 100 uh, Chardonnay a year, or it's still a good moment to discover something really new. Uh, it Italian uh, people were uh, wonderful to to keep that and to 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 give value to that. We we are trying to do the same uh, with the same ambition and. Um, yeah uh, lucky are the people who are able to discover uh, our wines I, i'm not talking about Plémont, but the wines of the region if you are going to to madiran to pachurin to jurançon to Iroulégui in the in the pays basque uh, you will find wonderful wines affordable wines uh, at the end but with an incredible potential to 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 make you travel
0: what are you doing as a cooperative to be sustainable
2: I, I don't know if you are uh, if, if you are looking for this, but in this moment uh, in uh, in France, uh, all the, the agricultors are a bit uh, in difficulties. They are, you know, uh, a bit fighting in the in the road because uh, they are on strike because um, many of them are are suffering. So, giving the, them back the money, uh, we are able to to bring back to the territory is something very important for sure. Uh, and then uh, to be able to do that, we have to have an interest in the, the production we are giving to the to the, the people who are believing in us. And uh, for this we have to yeah we have to improve the way we are producing the, the grape in terms of uh, uh, quality of the grapes, diversity of the grapes. Uh, on the ability to, to make the, each wonderful project able to exist. Uh, we are not a co-op where we want to blend big, big tanks. Uh, if we have to produce uh, a wine coming from Alpha Nectar, coming from a pre vineyard with a unique wine grower, incredible wine grower in that plot, we have to do that. Uh, and we will produce one thousand bottle a year of that plot. That makes the the possibility to uh, for a customer to be interested in uh, what is happening in in our region. Uh, and then we will try to 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 sell him to, to 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 share with him another cuvee or another history with the plot in front of that one. But we have to to do everything in in the quality in the quality of the 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 history of and the roots of what we want to be, and then uh, for sure to improve the the way we are producing the the grape, uh, having less um, problems for our territory with pesticides, with uh, uh, you know the 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 CO two uh, uh, pollution uh, in what. We are. Everything is uh, adapted in Playmont to improve days after days. Eh, we, we are not perfect, but days after days, the project is to improve. Uh, we we don't have audiences for everything, but we are looking for them in each in each part of our production.
0: And just looking at, at winemaking in general. Um how it's changed over the years in your part of the world? I mean, particularly vis-a-vis the, the sort of very powerful reds that, that the region is known for. You know, you talked earlier about the grape varieties that are allowing you some more freshness and, and lift and perhaps lighter alcohol. What is changing in terms of winemaking as well as, as grape varieties? Everything.
2: You know, we, we don't want to, to think about a curative way of uh, facing the problems. You have to change many, many things. You you have to be able to adapt to the moment. Technology is never an answer. Never. Never. To to, to answer your question, very good question, for sure in Plemont, the potential in diversity of the grapes is one of the answers. One of the answers. Then maybe adapting uh, the exposition. uh, We are Pure, pure south, south, All the plots with southern exposition, uh, with big slopes like this uh, that were capturing a lot of energy for, from the sun. Where do the answer uh, was the answer of fifty years ago uh, to 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 catch this perfect maturity we were looking for. Right now, maybe when you are focusing the freshness and the balance. Maybe those slopes won't be the, the answers for the future. so you have to adapt to 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 put away your your plot. you you bought this plot very expensive price because it was the best in the region. and maybe it's the worst for the next century. I don't know. Uh, maybe you have to say, okay, it's adaptation. And then for sure, in in the in the winery, You have to adapt. Uh, Extraction in the region was something very important. We had wonderful means to extract everything we had in the skin. We wanted to catch uh, in the skin everything, all the tannins, all the aromas, all the the color. Everything was catched by extraction. Uh, And maybe we are balancing this uh, right now much more with infusion, you know, uh, the grape, is in the, is in the tank and the the way we are extracting the, the, the grape is has completely changed because we don't want that kind of wines we, we are don't we don't drink those kind of wines anymore uh, ourselves <laughs> so we we uh, we are adapting with more elegance in the in the wine and more you know elegance in the way we are thinking of our winemaking. Uh, wine making
0: olivier thank you so much
2: Thank you. It's a
1: pleasure. So they're adapting their methods, um, planting in cooler sites, given global warming, extracting their reds less, so less tannin and power, aiming more and more for elegance, like we saw in that saint Noir, you know, sort of juicy and upbeat and quaffable style rather than tannic and chewy and alcoholic and hard work which which has been a valid criticism of many of the reds from this region.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But they're moving with the times, you know, I think mm. that's key. Just as Olivier said, they they move from armagnac production to wine production. Focusing on what makes them unique, mm. you know, making mm. wines that are a bit different, a, a discovery almost. And mm. and that's sustainability in action, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, he said the region was dead and now it's alive. So clearly they're doing the right thing, um, focusing on good value at one end, but also then on really unique small production wines at the other to communicate that sort of identity and, and uniqueness. Um and I think, as I said, there are opportunities to do really quirky things too, especially with these new old varieties in, in the red wine spectrum. Do something fun, funky, natural, You know, something just juicy Different, and yeah. I don't
0: know. Yeah. And you also mentioned affordability, which mm. um, I wanted to, to pick up on. And I think this is a really important point. Generally speaking, these wines are really good value. They've got a Absolutely. lot of yes. character yeah. and the price tags are incredible in that context. Mm. Totally you know, agree. I would say, you know, However alive it is, you know, this is partly because the region still isn't very well known.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. You know, you can definitely pick up a bargain from here. Uh, whites and reds, but particularly whites, I'd say. Um, they can age and develop well. They can become really quite complex, but rarely at silly prices. You know, that, that Grand we under 10 quid, it's, yeah. it's delicious, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you compare that to other regions, uh, mm-hmm. mentioning Let's no not. names. <laughs> Burgundy. <laughs> 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 That's <laughs> anyway, I think on that note, we wanted to feature a couple of uh, final bottles today. We? we did, we
0: did. Yep, yeah, yeah. So a couple of slightly mm. more expensive mm. whites, but uh, but still amazing value. And um, the first up is the Lafette mm. Blanc Saint Mon 2019, mm. which is twenty two pounds. It's a mm. blend of Gros Monseigne, Petit Monseigne and Petit Corbu, mm. um, really complex yeah. and rich tons of waxy buttery nutty yeasty dried apricot fruits um quite fleshy and spicy but with tangy acidity underneath it all Mm. um you've got that touch of age there which is nice of 2019 vintage just very multi multi-dimensional yeah. and with lovely texture yeah, lovely yeah. character yeah. Um, and a very fair price I think a, yeah. and good with food yeah. you know
1: I mean it's not cheap then. but I think it's a very fair price you so much wine you do, um, you do I was also seriously impressed talking of which by the Cirque Nord uh, Saint-Mont Grand Cuvée 2019 uh, now this is £40 at Corny and Barrow so it's, 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 it's more expensive almost twice the price mm. but it's a treat. It's a, it's a more flinty style, again, really complex and intense, but perhaps a bit more focus and, and sort of drive and cogency than than the LaFette, which you'd, you'd expect, of course. Um, there's sort of hints of, of curry leaf, of roasted hazelnuts and red apples. It's really broad, but also dense and tangy on the palate. It's, it's big, but it's very serious and balanced and that lovely typical refreshing acidity underneath it. There's so much going on there. Mm. It's, it's sort of like a freight train. Hurtling along your palate. You know, it's pretty thrilling stuff. <laughs> Sounds
0: um, like it. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to perhaps move to something slightly less thrilling, mm. but um but different, just a mm. bit different. This is the Elia Cote de Gascoigne IGP, mm. um, much less expensive, about £8.50 at Sainsbury's. Um uh, it's made from Columbard and Sauvignon Blanc, and it's only alcohol. Mm. Now, it's made specifically to be in that lower alcohol category, harvested early, uh, and then the fermentation is stopped before the end, so you get that bit of succulent sweetness to offset the tangy acidity. And it works well. It really does. Zesty, off dry, upbeat, um, perhaps for lightly spicy food, I would say. It's a
1: great shout, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Now, I've got a couple of others here, the Mont saint Saint-Mont Projo. 2021, it's a bit different in that it's quite a sort of creamy, leesy style of white. I think there's a bit of oak there, which is not, not all these wines do have a lot of oak. But it's a bit more generous. It works well to kind of put flesh around that fresh acidity. Uh, and then also a rosé, the Fleur de Lise saint rosé 2022. I think it's really nice. It's sort of elegant but with good character. And we want a bit of character in our rosés these days, don't we? Mm. Yeah. And I also think, a good point to make here, is that rosé is a really good option for some of these local red grapes Actually, um, this one's a blend of Pinanque, which is the, the, the name for Faire Salvadou and Cabernet Sauvignon. And I think, you know, you can make some really juicy, fun, characterful stars. Um, Absolutely. Rosé as opposed to big hefty reds, which is really yeah. interesting. This one's only eight quid. Yep bargain bargain oh, and it. finally
0: we've got uh, we've got a sweet wine uh, the Lissetin Pacheranc du Vicbill 2021 uh, it's organic just right. over 10 pounds for a half bottle and it's just a really lovely sweet but not mm. overly sweet style not nearly as rich and, and heady as Sauternes mm. would be um, mm-hmm. it's very attractive it's got lovely orangey citrus fruits um, and again you know 10 pounds for a half bottle of, of a nice sweet wine it's it's good value yeah.
1: so there we have it uh, we did our time travel And we've come out the other side having... Not disrupted the space time fabric too much, I don't think. I guess. I guess time will tell. We don't know. I've got um, no idea
0: what you're talking about. Maybe there's about. just a little
1: bit less wine out there in the space time fabric than there was before. But that does tend to be the result of our podcast, isn't it?
0: Possibly, possibly, and yes. <laughs> By way of brief closing summary, Southwest France is making arguably the most exciting wines in its long and checkered history. These are wines made from characterful local grape varieties, some of whose origins are lost in the mists of time but which are being repurposed for the modern era and at the same time helping growers adapt to climate change. Gascony, Saint-Mont and the Playmont Cooperative are at the heart of these intriguing developments including working with their ancient Prephylloxera vineyards and rescuing vine varieties from the verge of extinction. The best wines represent outstanding value for money and are brimming with character.
1: So well worth discovering. Uh, thanks to Olivier Bordepes, uh, also to AOC Saint-Mont for sponsoring this episode. Uh, thanks also to you for listening. Until next time, cheers.